Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things. But when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me. And he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache. Happy Wisdom Wonder Wednesday. How's that? <laughs> Great to connect with all of you. Hello in the chat, those that are getting in there as well. Those that help to ground the energy um, and a lot of wisdom in there as well. So uh, if you're on uh, the line and you are wanting a question or you wanted a reading, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. And if you're just listening, that's cool, too. You don't want me to pick up, uh, just don't press 1 on your keypad. God, I always say that because people listen in a lot of different ways. Uh, you want to stick around for the second half of the program. Also, we have our Awakening Dialogue. Today we have uh, Dr. Siri. Uh, author of The Pocket Guru. So stick around for that. And of course, for the first half of the program, I'm going to be doing a little bit of channel guidance, a little tune in, answering some email questions, um, and then also getting to your questions. And again, that number is 347 539 5122. That's 347 539 5122. Press one on your keypad. Yay! Okay, so lots going on. Um, I, I want to let everyone know also I'm going to do, if you're in the L.A. area, the 22nd of June, I am going to be doing a shamanic, uh, I'm calling it a workshop. It's not a workshop. It's really a shamanic session. Uh, some of you know that I am trained in initiated shaman in rock medicine, animal medicine, and I did receive the healing prayer shawl. So different modalities of healing um, beyond my shamanic training and I used to do quite a lot of these gosh I think in the mid to late 90s a lot at internationally and then every three to four months I think four months actually at Las Brisas retreat center some of you have uh, did some initiation work with me um, as well as medicine wheel so medicine wheel is just the standard for the ritual and we'll be uh, connecting in but it's really going to be uh, some deep shamanic interplane work and healing. If you're interested in that, uh, it's a good time to do it. We'll be doing it right around the full moon. Uh, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com if you want to know more about that. And that will be at Yoga Nest, which is an amazing high vibrational place uh, that happens to be on a vortex of energy. It's a very powerful place. And uh, it's also one of the places, because to do this type of inner work, you really want our inner plane travel and journey work. You really want to be, have the four directions to connect in with. So 
that uh, that's something that interests you, again, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com and let me know. Alrighty. All right. So uh, there's a lot of amped up spiritual energy. I've been getting a lot of emails and some texts from friends about this. Like, have you felt this energy? Have you felt what's going on? And a lot of people are feeling more 5D on energy and very becoming more telepathic, receiving messages more than for them usual or normal, uh, where they're they're knowing somebody's thinking about them, or they can feel them, and then they see a message from them, or see them on Facebook, or they get a call or a text, or they bump into them, or they hear something. So yes, there is a lot. There's such a call right now on a on a deep soul level. And we're going to have these eclipses back in July that are going to be, again, energetically, these aspects are helping us with this, uh, this aspect of the Mercury conjunct um, the sun a few weeks ago is helping with the truth. And that Taurus, you know, Uranus and Taurus is really grounding this higher frequency energy. And then Saturn helping to stabilize it and make it more of a reality on the earth plane. So we really are ushering in that heaven on earth or Shambhala or, you know, what many people talk about. But, but again, again, it's about anchoring it in the mainstream. And that's what you need to remember because a lot of people say, oh, I live this way anyway, or I know this, or I have, yes, but we're doing this so that it becomes more of the race consciousness, more the mainstream consciousness, the soul playground on the earth playground so that these higher vibrational feelings, thoughts, ideas, and concepts of love, of living less from separation, understanding that we separate out, but the game is living more from unity consciousness. Okay, so more of the oneness principle. Out of the one comes the many, and from the many is the one. So, yes, so a lot of this work, yes, you're living this way, you and your friends and maybe family and communities, you know, and you, you can feel it online and you have that support but it's anchoring it in the race consciousness, the mainstream consciousness, the world consciousness. It's, it's anchoring it through uh, various forms of media. So those of you that know my lovely little fur baby, uh, Yoshi, who's been really, um, she had like a, I don't know if it was a stroke. The doctor doesn't know that that, um, yeah, or a seizure or combination. It was very, I've been traveling and it was while I was gone, uh, she was with me and she kind of made this whimpering sound and like her whole body just jumped up. So if any of you have had that happen with the dog, just jumped up and turned to the left, to the right. And then I just had to hold her all night and into the morning because um, she was very lethargic, not very conscious, but then now she's kind of sprung back Um but why I'm sharing this with you, so prayers, obviously, and she's for, you know, she's going to be um, she's very healthy blood work, but, you know, she is, is not as, you know, I have to have a sling because she has hip dysplasia and arthritis. So. But why I'm sharing this with you, a few weeks ago, maybe it's been about a month, I was deep, deep in sleep, and I hear this barking, and I think, oh, God, she's got to go out. How did she jump down from? Because she sleeps at the foot of the bed, the bottom of the bed a lot of times, or she has her own bed um, at the very foot. And I'm like, wow, what happened? And I bolt up, you know, turn on the light, and there she is sleeping. And I'm like, 
but I could see her etherically romping around on the astral plane, astral etheric plane. And I thought, oh, my God, because it was not a dream. It was like I actually heard the barking. And then, you know, I heard, you know, just like people, when we're crossing over, we start extending out and we're less and less in the denser frequency of the third and fourth and below dimensions. So, um, and you see this when people, some of you may have situations with friends or loved ones where they just all of a sudden start reaching out or they're having deeper conversations or they want to keep more in contact with you. Um, but yet at the same time, there could be some time. So they know on a, on the, through the higher self on a soul level that they're going to be transitioning. So their quality, their, their essence changes a bit. So this happened again last night. And then this angel came to me. Um, well, two angels, Uriel, which I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, for you when I was everyone listening um, and she was saying that there's a spirit team helping her but again I heard this bark and this time because I was up in the mountains I could see her roaming around and extended out into more of her auric and etheric uh, field let more in the subtle energy and again she was sleeping and I was oh my god so again why am I sharing this well to share part of my life, but also to me, it's such a good example of how aware we are or awake. Of course, I'm a psychic channel and a medium, so I'm perhaps more in touch with this and calling this in, but it's also for all of you to be able to call in these other aspects of your being or aspects of life to be more in touch with that. I always say some things we can't handle on the human level, so we need to extend or expand into the macro into the heaven or the universal or the metaphysical, the beyond the denser physical, get the metaphysical or esoteric understanding or principle. But, of course, we're in this physical game, so we have to, of course, deal with the the loss or impending loss or, you know, the changes that come or just the loss, the sadness of not having a loved one in our life anymore in form, you know, in, in in a denser physical form. So you're going to see right now a lot of transition and change in the form of people, animal beings, people leaving, um, leaving your life or you're leaving their life. And it could be transitioning to the other side or crossing over where they're more in spirit form and not in human form. Or it could be you're feeling more space. And the reason that is, and, and Archangel Uriel is coming in to cut through, cut through things to the new life. It is so that what the universe, which is really your higher self, the God that is you, is creating space for bigger to come in. So we don't always have to clear space for the new to come in. That's a misnomer. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, I'm dating, I maybe, and I, but I haven't met the one, and so maybe I shouldn't date anybody or should leave and just be single, and then I'll attract someone. Maybe, maybe not, you know, not necessarily so. I know, you know, there's a lot of people that are still with somebody and meet someone. So it's not cut and dry. It's not cliche-ish or pat, you know, it's not black and white. However, a lot sometimes when something bigger or there is a, a directional change, you may begin to feel more space. That's because you're going to be growing or going into the new space. So you might want to look around in your life right now and see what feels a bit like you're in the middle of the pool and you can't put your feet on the bottom of the pool or you're in the middle of the pool and 
it's a it's a, a ways to swim to the side to hold on, or you find yourself you're no longer holding on. And one of my mentors and teachers said, you know, you can look at that as fear. It can bring up fear, or it can bring up excitement and anticipation. So I would just suggest a little check-in of where is there fear and where is there – how can you reframe it perhaps to move into excitement or anticipation and understand that there is a level of fear in the unknown. Now, those of you that follow me on Instagram, I did do a post on this because there has been so much change and so much truth speaking and sharing that I've been hearing from, I've had my own experience of it, and I've heard from some clients and people that have taken my monthly teleworkshops that they feel shut down by other people. It's like as soon as I said what I really needed, that person left or they got angry and they shut down or they acted out or they gave me the cold shoulder or it became an argument. And all I can say is you have to persevere. And and you may or may not say it in the best way, but people that really do love you and really are doing their own inner work will want to work through the issues, will want to say, wow, your delivery was this or that or I thought this or that, or, or they may fumble. So there may be the next few months a lot of fumbling in communication or fumbling with your needs and wants or perhaps certain things that you used to want or used to need aren't quite doing it. There's not enough soul juice there. And you don't yet know what it is. It's kind of like when you're hungry or you have a craving but you don't know for what. It's like, what do I make? Or what restaurant do I go to? It's like, well, I'm hungry but I don't know what I want. So there's a lot of that right now because there is going to be a lot of new coming in, especially in the end of the summer, a bit in August, but September, October on. Some of it has to do with, you, you could look at it astrologically, uh, numerically, you know, when these planets uh, begin to go direct and have different aspects. So right now we're kind of being held in one, like, you know, self-worth, it's the idea of your value, that you do have value in your mind. You do have value to be able to make a mistake or misstate something. You do have value to ask for what you need and want. You do have value to receive support. And this is a lot for a lot of light workers, especially those that are coming in in the fourth and sixth ray, because you tend to give a lot of love. You tend to come in with a very motherly, even if you're a man, there's this very motherly energy, embracing energy, or, or whether you're a man or a woman, this mother energy or motherly or divine mother or divine father, the divine masculine coming through as the divine father, very guiding and, and helpful. And so what's happening on a soul level is there's a lot of releasing of karmic ties or loosening. That's why I did this workshop last week. And if anybody would like this workshop, tell a workshop to listen to and do the interplane processing, just email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com and we can uh, find a way for you to get it. Um, because it, there's processes there to loosen the karmic bonds and to connect with your ancestors to see what it is you're completing and what can you release and getting that assistance or help from our ancestors. So in a way, because we're reflecting consciousness, we all are reflecting consciousness. We have the ability to reflect, to intend, and therefore to co-create or consciously create, to change our mind and say, oh, no, this is better. 
you know, to start painting something on the canvas and say, no, I want to change that color. So we're being changed. We're in the change process, but we're part of it. We're, more and more people are awakening to consciously be part of the change process, the change agents, if you will. And so because of that, there is a loosening, lessening, uh, changing of the guard, changing, releasing the, the karmic bonds, rewriting of soul contracts, or deleting them. Like, okay, this contract is null and void. I no longer need to do this or want to do this. Or I've taken this as far as I can or want to. Or the other people are not responding, so I'm not hanging around anymore. Very different than the Piscean age because the Piscean age or era, we had to still hang around. There was a lot of safe self-sacrifice, like martyr. We're waiting, waiting. The person's not coming back or the situation's not turning around or they're doing this or that. Aquarian is very different. It's like, okay, Chancy 1, Chancy 2, maybe Chancy 3, okay, moving on. Or Chancy 1, Chancy 2, moving on, not happening. So it's a very, you know, it's the mental realm. It, it rules the, the, the I know. And so knowing in a sense that people are divinely guided or have the ability to be connected to their own higher self and do what's best for them, like perhaps you are, or not. Okay, so the Aquarian energy brings in a lot of that free will choice, which has always been there, but it's highlighted in the form of unity and coming together. So the Aquarian aspect says, look, we want to co-create, we want to collaborate, we want to, let's go for it. However, if people aren't doing it or going for it, then it's like next, next. I know someone else will come in. Again, I know. Or if there's a part of you that perhaps is resistant, the Aquarian energy or aspect says, okay, let's get handled, let's get help, you know, or this part will take over and we'll just do it till this part goes along. Oh, this part's resisting? Okay, whatever. You can resist and stay over there. The take charge part is going to come through now. So you want to look and see where are the spaces in your life that's going to show you, and the space can be divine discontent. It could be some people coming out of your life or changes in relationship or, again, that I'm hungry, but I don't know what I want. What do I want to eat? You know, or I have a craving for something. And you want to hold space for that part of you, that part of yourself, that part of your life. It could be in relationship. It could be relationship to yourself or others, or it could be career. It could be health. It could be how you live. And you want to hold space by actually focusing on it, dwelling on it, bringing it to life. And whatever works in your own way is a prayer, is a mantra, is a, okay, I'm leaving the space. This is sacred space. Something is forming. I may not yet see what it is. But I trust that something is forming, something is coming in that's in alignment to what I want already. That's what I find in manifesting. Most people I work with come to a point where there's fear, like what am I going to draw in or if, or if it's a relationship, am I going to like the guy or like the girl? or where am I? And I'm like, remember, it's not me or someone outside of you. So if you're seeing, it, whether your vision or you're working with someone or you went to a psychic or a channel or medium and they said, you're going to have this job you'd love or this great relationship you'd love, don't question <laughs> Don't go, well, are you sure you're going to, I'm going to like the person or I'm going to like, I've actually had people say that to me. It's like, 
No, why would you send yourself someone that you don't like? Of course you're going to be attracted. It's going to have the components or enough components of what it is that you like, love, or want to experience because it's coming from you. The divine extended aspect of your being, right, the, the, the higher consciousness knows what you want already. So, all right, I hope that brings some insight and awareness. Uh, thank you all for the question. And I have some great, I want to give a shout out to Tanisa in Georgia. Ruth also uh, had some great, uh, their listeners, we had some uh, great connecting yesterday, um, reading uh, with them. And it was just beautiful. Um, Demetra also, and especially Ruth, big hug, and Tanisia. Uh, Tanisha, great light worker, doing great work and taking care of her sister's uh, children. And it just really was um, just amazing to connect uh, with her. So I'm just really so, like, not shocked, but just amazed and honored with some of the people I've been working with to see what they are doing, you know, what they are doing in their life. And sometimes I think my problems, I was talking to my assistant the other day and I'm looking to things and, and then I hear what somebody else is going through. And not that we all don't fall down or cry or scream or I can't do it or get, oh, this is too hard or life. But then you... By the grace of the all that is, you connect with someone and you go, my God, look what they are going through and look at the, at the beauty. You know, really read my, um, maybe I'll make it a blog post as well for those of you that follow my blog, but my Instagram post, and I did post, I believe, on Facebook as well, and there's this sacredness that is just so coming through, the honoring of life, the humanness, the frailty and the vulnerability is where the strength is. Whenever I hear someone talk about not wanting to be vulnerable or they're cutting off love or they ghost you or they, you know, they don't call you back or you get an argument, they don't call you back, you know, they're toughing it out like, oh, screw you. And they're, you know, it's so childish, but not even childish. It's not childish because I've seen children that have had so much amazing grace. And now I understand the song, but to not honor life. And I've been there at one point so long ago, but I always, even as a child, I just saw things so differently. Like, wow, look at what these people are going through. So to me, when I hear somebody not or see somebody not honoring life or friendship or a relationship or they get the gift of love, they get this connection and they choose to stay in this very wounded, unevolved, whatever. Or they say, I don't want to be vulnerable. You know what I think about? I think about the children in the cancer ward. I think about the infants that have a, some kind of illness or condition or maybe in the war zone, and you look in their eyes and what they're going through. They're vulnerable. They're frail. But you look in their eyes or the child that says to the mother, it's going to be okay, mom, or it's going to be okay, dad, to the father. You know, that just astounds me. 
you know, that that show to me, that's like, check, check it, check your stuff. And I'm not saying, you know, not to be wallow or get into it. You know, things hurt us. We get harmed. We, yes. But at some point on the path, there is a higher level of consciousness where you begin to see and feel and live through the sacredness. And that's when you're really becoming an empath, where it's like, hmm, I feel you. I feel the situation. I'm there for you beyond anything else. And so what I would share with everyone, because I had someone, I think last year I had someone say this to me, and I think also beginning of maybe February, March, Michelle, you give too much, or you love someone, you just love openly. And I thought, you know, yes, and I'm going to keep doing that. And out of all my counselor training, all of my, transpersonal psychology training, hypnotherapy training, all of my training where they say, oh, don't give this. You know what? No, you just attract people that give just as much or more. You just attract a bigger game. I mean, we don't tell each other, you know, when you're 11 years old and you have a certain pair of shoes or, or, you know, certain pants you like or dress or shorts or shirt you like or sweatshirt, and now you're 15 or 16, we don't say don't get the bigger size. Okay, so guess what, everyone? Don't stay in the smaller size. If you're expanding and you've got a lot to give, a lot to share, just be open to the people in the arenas and the areas where you can do this, where you're met, where there's more coherence, resonance, right? Tammy in the chat saying, so true. Yeah, you'll be met. I give a lot, yes, but guess what? I've met people that have given way more than me. Or way more advanced, and I'm like, whoa, you know. So yeah, just again, I think it goes back to that not dimming our light or going small. But we've been taught to. It's like a protection mechanism. Now I'm not talking about obviously, you guys, common sense. Don't be a doormat. Don't let people use you, abuse you, this and that. But even on some level, when people do that, they're so wounded. I've been there, you know, had people do things. And then when I'm in that a certain space, I go, well, they're wounded. You know, they're acting out. You know, in the spirit of soul realm, it doesn't touch you. Yes, in the human it does, and we need to take care on the emotional level. But I feel like the aspects I've been looking at, the messages I've getting, been getting from the spirit guides, the oversouls, from my higher self, what I'm seeing numerically, what I'm seeing astrologically, in, from numerology, what I'm seeing is really stepping into a bigger level of experiencing and expressing or more expanded and more inclusive. And so, yeah, sometimes we're going to get our toes stepped on. We're going to get hurt. We're going to get misunderstood or we're going to hurt someone or misunderstand. But it's not to stay in the constriction or the limitation. It's to be able to breathe. And as you breathe out, let there be more breath that life force animating energy. This is not a time to contract. Even if you're going within, a lot of you are going within, you're, you're retreating, you're doing deeper inner work, maybe you're feeling tired or fatigued or you don't feel about being around people. You're not contracting or constricting. You're creating deeper landscapes, a foundation of deeper landscapes of inner security, inner strength, uh, inner foundation to support a bigger outer foundation in your world very important to know that now you're not contracting you're not holding back you're not being held back 
you're going deeper. It's like you're, you're creating a deeper trenches, right? It's like when you build a house, the foundation on the house, if you're going to have a three-story or four-story house, split-level house, you know, 6,000 feet or something or square feet or 3,000, you've got to have a bigger foundation than if you have a 450-square-foot place, right, or 1,000. So, yes, it is a time of building, you know, being spirit-led and, and, you know, fueled by the soul, juiced by the soul, led by the soul through the higher self, which is the soul, in something that is, I don't know if I'd say bigger and better. It's just different because what you had before could have been just fine. But, again, there can be growth. There can be an expansion, not only in consciousness and expression, but in the experience, in your relationships, in your connections, in your knowledge, in your insight, in your wisdom. There can be more. And that's where we're at right now. So it might feel a little scary. It might feel a little, woo, where am I going? What am I doing? But you will know, you will know what is right for you. All right, let's get to callers. And again, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. Hello and welcome to the program. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Julia from Florida. Hey, Julia. Welcome. Hey, thank you. You're so welcome. Well, I am calling to see about employment opportunities. I'm hoping that maybe June will be the month for me to kind of get myself out there and get moving and find a fit. (laughs) Hello? Hello? Michelle? Hello? Hello? I hear you. Do you hear me? Oh, I'm Hello? sorry. I couldn't hear you anymore. <laughs> okay, so um, something lost sound. Sometimes my mic, it's not, what's going on? Oh, no, lost you, Michelle. Now you're back. Okay. Hey, Julia. So, uh, but I feel like you're the one that's more holding yourself back, yes? Yes, somewhat, yes. Julia? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Julia? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. okay, let's see what's going on with the phone here. Okay, you do hear me. Yes, I hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. I can, yes. Awesome. So, you, <laughs> yeah, here we go. There have been some aspects. I mean, yesterday I had, oh, my God, stuff was kind the phone call. Somebody called early. I called, they called me. I wasn't available. Somebody else called late. It was just all this very weird, bizarre timing thing, which always means we're shifting. When you start having communication, electrical stuff, technology stuff, there's a vibrational shifting going on. So, but what I get, Julia, it's more about you holding yourself back. So it's really up to you. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've, so I've been I a little resistant. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's more you. So the question is, you should ask yourself that question. Or ask yourself, what do you need to do to prepare yourself to get out there more? Because right now, it doesn't look like there's anything external to you that's holding you back or anything 
etheric or psychic from the soul. Uh, it just seems like there's something in you. There's something going on with you that you're not wanting to move forward or be out in okay. public or with more people. So when you handle that, then you'll move forward. Something You're right. Then? Yeah, I've, I've got. Okay. Yeah, I've had some resistance to being out and you know having to be like in a workplace environment where you're, you know, you know, it's one thing like when you go out on your own, you're out, you're shopping, you're doing whatever. And so you only see people for a limited amount of time, but being like forced to be there all the time, not to be able to, you know, like withdraw when I need to withdraw. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's right. That's sort of. Right. Um, so maybe, do you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you. Oh, good. Okay, because I changed. So maybe it's about pulling back your expectations and doing some kind of job that you're not out as much. You know, make it make it work for you. Or it could be working from home. Maybe it's virtual assisting or something. Because right now what I'm getting, it's more you. Okay. It's, yeah, that's, it's you that's holding your – yeah, it, yeah, we're very – it doesn't matter where, how we're creating, whether we're creating from the ego or from the, the, the soul. It, it's all creation. We create. So we can create from the ego. We can create pro- from wounding. You know, we can create problems. So we're, we're powerful either way. It just, it's all just about vibrational frequency. Right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. So okay. I think maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's going to be a it, maybe it's it's more about a different question that you ask yourself is what honestly what do I need to do to you know sometimes it's not about getting rid of resistance resistance happens when we're going to a next level it's psychologically resistance is part of change but but very often to get past our resistance we need support. So that could be the better question to ask yourself is how do I get, you know, what support do I need to get past my resistance, whether it's with, working with someone or someone else or yourself. That's the question you need to ask yourself is how do I get past this resistance or how do I roll back my expectations? Because sometimes we have very strong expectations and that could be coming from the ego too. We, we may not be up for it. But that's what I would share with you. All right. Yeah, that that All feels right. right. Yeah. So thank you. Good. You're so welcome. All right. All right. Take Thanks. Bye bye. You're welcome. Bye bye. Hello and welcome. You're on Awakening. Welcome to the program. Michelle James here. Hello, James. Hello, I'm here. Hey, James. Welcome. Hey, how are you going? Good to connect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, a week of crazy dreams. You have had oh, what I was through. going through. Yeah, You've yeah. had crazy dreams. Yeah, you've had. Oh yeah, well, um, and I'm just, I've just been, uh, you've been the stuff you've been writing lately has been really, um, like next level sort of type stuff. It's uh, been really fulsome. But um, uh, I wrote into you about one room I had that sort of the anchor on the world cosmic alignment um, mm. but I had, I had another dream recently it was actually yesterday or the day before 
and it was um, it was like a water dream. But I was in the shopping center, and in the shopping over the speaker, they said there's a storm coming. I thought, oh, you beauty, I'm gonna sort of check it out. Oh. So I went up to the top top of the shopping center, and the first thing I saw was this wispy, dark sort of evil cloud that sort of just sort of you know, sort of washed by. I thought uh, that was unusual. Um, and then the wind picked up, and as the wind picked up, we were, it was like a beach. It was like a, um, uh, a beachside sort of type shopping centre, and the waves started increasing. Uh, and and obviously the wind was quite strong because the frequency of the waves was um, was quite short. Um, okay. And I was watching these waves. I thought, oh, and they started increasing in height. I thought it was time for me to get inside. And of course. Um, uh, and then, uh, and just this, this as I turned around, I saw this monster wave, which was, which was like 100 meters tall, or some crazy height. And uh, I remember I sort of uh, expletive, whoops. <laughs> uh, and, and of course, in the mm. that's when you start things start slowing down. And I was trying to get inside, and I, of course, I couldn't run to get inside. And that's when I realised that oh, I'm I'm done for. <laughs> and then I woke up. Um, mm. But um, so. For me, water has always indicated uh, sort of like an emotional state, um, yeah. and and this this is this is like this is but this water dream was just like oh this is catastrophic. Um, but I, I couldn't place that sort of. I thought well I, I don't I don't feel in in a I don't I don't I'm not don't feel like I've got some in a emotional turmoil going on right now. So I just sort of thought what what's this water dream all about? What's it representing? Um, I feel you're tapping in to connecting to deeper emotions, okay, for yourself, mm. but I also feel like you're getting the collective. You're getting the nick okay. because we are in that we are in that rude awakening for some more of the mainstream uh, of of disappointment, right? A lot of fear, and I feel like you're tapping into the collective of what's going to be happening. And what people are going to be oh. feeling, because people collectively mm. have to deal with their emotions, you know. And you've mm. been dealing with your emotions, so mm. you know. Uh, so it's more. And some of you, I, you know, it's it's good kind that you brought this up because I do feel that um, many people are going to be tapping. It's kind of like when you know, it's not nine eleven or earthquakes or certain things happen. A lot of people say, "Oh, I had these dreams." You know, like I had dreams and I didn't, I didn't go traveling, you know. Um, so I feel like that's what's going on with you. It's more of a collective energy that you are tapping into, which there is going to be a storm. And some of you may even be the, the calm in the storm, right? Um, And and just by being yourself, just by being yourself, not necessarily Mm. doing anything or not doing anything, Mm. just by being you, you know. Mm. Well, just by being you, it's uh, yeah. Well, whatever, whatever's coming, it's uh, it's gonna be massive. Um, Yeah, uh, gonna be massive. Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, and just uh, sorry, and just quickly, um, and a couple of nights before that, uh, actually a week before that was. I was was I was watching these human or well, they were humans but they were in human form and they were attaching these big uh, anchors in cement to the earth um, for the purpose mm. of 
um, like a, a cosmic alignment. So these anchors were then attached to some of the mm. points in space, and and I felt that the Earth was being dragged along, um, taken along. Mm. It was, and it was, it felt like it was a, a cosmic alignment type thing. Um, and each human, each human, so-called humans, I, they they weren't human. Um, they felt sort of um, like an alien sort of form of human to me. Um, so that was a rather another interesting dream. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so see, you're really tapping in. You're tapping into the expansive. You're tapping into yeah. Tammy in the chat saying, "Neat dream," you know, and that's kind of what I was sharing earlier on the uh, you know at the top of the program was people beco- all of us becoming more psychic, knowing what's going to be happening beforehand. You know, um, I was with a friend the other day, and her dog, you know, she's got big dogs, and the tail knocked over this table but there was this amazing mug on flower mug handmade from England and somehow I just out of the peripheral vision I just reached out and grabbed it it was like oh and she's like oh my god how did you know and I was like I didn't even see it I just something told me so I feel a lot of us are gonna right or gonna this is gonna be happening where Hmm. we don't see things with our own with our eyes but we're so attuned energetically That you're feeling things in another person or yourself or an animal being or in nature or the next level, you know, cosmologically that's going to be happening with people, you know, in this next, it's already happening bit by bit with this rude awakening. But the thing is, I see many of you, because you've been doing your own inner work, you know, you're getting support, you have that spiritual understanding and awareness, you have been getting an inner strength that you realize you're not your bank account. You know, your, your consciousness isn't or your worth is not dependent on external things. These things are nice or being in a relationship or being healthy. So there is going to be some storms, some wake-up calls where people have left to get people in the redirection, the redirection, the turning point of 2020 and beyond, which is going to be connecting more on a soul level. So less over-identification of material objects but what else is there to do on the earth plane there's other things to connect with on the earth plane nature is one of them so you're going to see like a deep awareness of perhaps i don't feel like it's not the earth isn't going to blow up or whatever i don't think there's going to be i I just had chunks of things blah you know just things that happen that connect people more to their spiritual nature to their soul and understanding being a part of nature, the earth plane, not the stuff that, you know, the stuff, the stuff of things. People are going to be, you know, either not able to afford it or they're going to have less interest. That's why the whole minimalism movement, simplify, uh, you know, tiny house living, people saying, oh, I could have a smaller house and more land or, or we're going to have multiple dwellings. You know, or we're going to have roommates, or we're going to have the in-laws stay with us. So there is this movement towards less identification of your worth on the on material objects. So I feel, James, somehow you're tapping into this the storm that's coming that brings this awareness. You know, it usually happens through emotional upheaval. You know. Yeah, yeah. And remember, the emotional plane is the same energetic plane as finances so everything is energy so the physical the material it's all energy it's all consciousness 
So when we have financial changes, it affects us emotionally. And when we have emotional changes, it affects us financially. So, yeah, I just I've definitely got... feel you're tapping yeah. into the collective. Yeah, excellent. Very good. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Um, so I don't have any other um, – yeah, I can't place it any other way. So um, uh, we'll just uh, wait and see what okay. comes up. Yeah, keep us posted. Well, we'll all know. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be back on. I don't know. It happened. <laughs> that's right. It happened. <laughs> all right. Talk to you later, James. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the program. You're on air. Hello. Hello. I hear you driving. Hi. Yes, hi. Who, to whom am I speaking with? Hey, Michelle. This is Lisa. I can't believe I finally got through to you. I just pulled into my driveway. Okay, Lisa. Hi. Hi. I, I'm in Georgia, and it's 110 oh, degrees here today. 110? Yeah. Oh, anyway. my gosh. Okay. Wow. So I just pulled into my so driveway, welcome. so hopefully you can hear me okay. Thank you. So okay, cool. I'm calling because I have a great life. I'm so grateful. I have so many blessings. But I really want to find a partner, and I've met a lot okay. of people. I've gone out with a lot of people. And um, I just want to know oh, what your insight is well, that. the first thing I heard, the first thing I heard was August, September, and I feel like, oddly enough, it's either a spiritual center or some kind of church. It's at some kind of function, and it is a very connected in, dialed in spiritual relationship. I do feel the person, um, they have a very strong business background, but I feel they're also spiritual, but I don't know. It could be just Buddhism or like meditation. You know, there's something that they do. There's an awareness, but I definitely get, mm-hmm. I can see a business part. Um, I definitely feel like it could be housing, mortgages, finance, financing stuff. It could be something with stocks and bonds or investments. Um, but I definitely feel you get introduced and all that you're doing, whether online or meeting people, just keep up with that because it does show that it's going to be quick. Could even come – I heard August, September. It could even be July, but I feel like it's a, it's a very unexpected um, – let's see, where is she going to be? And I definitely feel like it's spiritual church, philanthropic um, – It could be like at a foundation or fundraiser. It's something that you only think of going kind of quickly, like you're just going to get in and get out. You're going to make an appearance is what I'm hearing. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I'm excited. So it's definitely there. Yeah, definitely there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. again this year. Thanks. You're welcome. You're so welcome. I really there we go. Yeah, you guys, so much being opening for that more, something big, something more. So just be present. Just allow what is or listen to your own inner guidance where you're getting guided to go, what you're guided to do, whether you, you know, want, want to do it or not. There's some kind of guidance there. 
that's that's leading you to your next unfoldment. And I also suggest I do this for myself and with my clients, and it's always led me to the best places. Is I might have some ideas of where I want to live or go or what kind of person I would want to be with or uh, other examples, career or job or moving or location or. But then I focus on the qualities of the people and the situation, whether a business partner, new collaboration, because the qualities of, because sometimes we get blindsided. We think it looks a certain way, that it's a certain type of job at a certain kind of place, a certain kind of company, you know, or a certain kind of house and a certain kind of neighborhood. And what I can share with you is the higher self, spirit, God, all that is is very efficient and efficacious. In other words, whether you're making changes, it's like working with the subconscious mind. It's infinite. You, it's the, the gateway to the infinite, the source energies. When we're using our beta consciousness, right, our cognitive thinking, our rational mind, our conscious mind, we're thinking consciously, you know, only what we can see. Surface mind is probably a better description of it. Shout out to Reverend Michael coining that, surface mind. I love that. Um, we only know what we know, what we like or don't like. We only know what we can see or what we've experienced or we've heard about. When we go into that doorway of the subconscious, into the collective unconscious, creative unconscious, infinite, unco- infinite consciousness, that part of us will always choose the most efficient and efficacious path, journey. This is why I always do my inner work that I do with people when I work the teleworkshops, but specifically when I'm working one-on-one with people, we always engage the higher self because that part will pull the strings, everything together, five or six beliefs, ideas, concepts, you know, trauma, pull it all together and handle it all. So when you're looking at the qualities of people in situations, the quality of the job, the quality of the person, the quality of your, what you want to experience, now you're talking about the soul. It's limitless. There's expansion there. And your higher self will always guide you to the people, the situations, the job, the career, the living situation, the, the, the city, the state, the, the country, that has as many of those qualities of people and situations or experiences that you want. It just works like that. It loops as many of them together. So that so you've got to, again, some of you re-listen to the first half of the program. We all have to trust our higher self more, that it does know it's, it's looping as much together as possible. And this is why when we heal more, when we live less and less out of the wounding and we expand our vibrational frequency, we expand. We're, we are able to receive more. That means we're able to receive more of what the higher self is looping to us, what it's you know, aggregating or assimilating for us is another way to look at it. Okay, we are getting ready for the second half of the program. I'm trying to see where is our guest. I've got a 310 number for Dr. Siri, but I don't see you. Okay, well, if anybody has a question or a comment or you want to share, maybe you've had experience with this, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. Two two. I'm just going to do a little because uh, I'm switchboard and sound engineer as well. <laughs> so see what's going on. 
guest hasn't called in. So, yeah, it's the questions everyone's asking, and even James's dream to Tammy put in the tra- chat, trust our higher self more. Yeah, it's. I feel like that's kind of the message for all of us um, is that trust. And how can we do that? You know, and, and what are the tools, the spiritual tools, the spiritual principles? What are the routines that we can do to move more into that space of trust or when we doubt? Because doubting, that's part of the, that's the human part of us. And you got to be okay with that. It's just we don't want to necessarily live from that um, or make, you know, make decisions from that place. That's the whole thing. There's nothing to get rid of. There's no pain body. There's nothing to get rid of. There's no get rid of the emotional, get rid of the ego. Those are all just aspects of being, you know, different aspects of vibrational experience and expression or energy or different aspects of self, parts of self, parts of your inner psyche, your mind, if you will, components that interact with the brain and other organs. It's, it's no longer about getting rid of stuff. It's expanding into where you need less or what you're doing is pure. And I don't mean pure in the sense of good and bad. It's more life-enhancing. It's more whole, coming more from wholeness. You know, in my post today on Instagram and Facebook, I hashtag the shadow. The shadow is part of light. It's part of living. You don't have light without the shadow, and you don't have shadow without the light. So this trying to get over things or get rid of things as a way to speak to our, a higher level of consciousness, to me, you know, and I could be wrong, I'm just sharing my experience and expression on this, my understanding, um, is its own trap. Divine Mystic, hello in the chat. You love that. Thank you. Yeah, we got to stop getting rid of stuff. You know, the, the biggest trap is the getting rid of the ego because it's a psychological function. Doesn't every id, ego, super ego, okay? <laughs> So, you know, or, or that, that love and fear are the opposite. There is no opposite to love. Love is all there is. There, that's the, that's the, the binding force of the universe, the cohesiveness. Whether I love a project or a person, an animal being, a tree, every expression we do is an aspect of love. We paint. We do what we love, right? The painter paints. That's a form of love. That's an expression of love. You give the painting away to somebody. That's a gift of love. So we really, you know, the higher self, I remember, what was it, how many years ago, you guys would know, tried and true listeners, participants here, co-creators, when the guide said, Michelle, you need to do this and share this with, you know, everyone else, to stop using or use less and less, good and bad, to go by more, what's life enhancing, what's beneficial, because as soon as I say good, then it's bad. Then, I, it, then I'm stuck in that polarity plane of good and bad, which is part, you know, that's part of the earth plane. You know, I'm hot, I'm cold. I'm hot, so I take the sweater off. I'm cold, I put the sweater on. We're playing out those polarities. But the idea in the, with the new emerging consciousness of the new paradigm is to have less extremes playing out of the polarity awareness or consciousness or the energy of the polarity or, or duality within ourselves and within each other. So I do find for myself, it's much easier when I look at things and I say, is this life enhancing for me? Does it, does it enhance more parts of my life or does it take away? Whether it's a food, you know, I think that's what addiction ultimately becomes. It's less life enhancing. It becomes less and less life enhancing. 
You know, do I not talk to people? I just go meditate if I have an issue and I don't reach out. Well, you could say meditation is good for you. Yes. But if I'm meditating instead of connecting to someone or having a conversation, you know, or sometimes we need boundaries where we pull back from someone because of their behavior or what, you know, but if I'm cutting off all the time, that's my go-to thing to cut off to X people out of my life, that's no longer life enhancing. That's coming out of wounding. That's a crutch. Now, the same token, the same per- another person could say, oh, I always keep everybody in my life no matter what they do. That, again, that's not life enhancing. So there is some way, as the Buddhists say, this middle way, this middle ground, that be- which I feel is becoming less of a spiritual practice or a spiritual understanding and more of a everyday reality that eventually it will just be the way it won't be something that we necessarily have to work on or integrate. It will be a part of, and why through coherence and resonance, we'll just feel and know we'll intuit. Like I, my example, my arm just coming out and catching that glass or that mug before it fell. Um, we'll just intuit. Like you'll naturally pull back. Animal beings and children do this all the time. They know. You know, you pick up a baby and you're cuddling and coddling him, and all of a sudden they they wiggle. Put me down, you know, or your dog or cat. Put me down, you know. I need my own time. You know, they they don't. And then people, you know, they don't want to kiss you. You know, give me a kiss, come on. They like pull away. You know, they they know. Oh, I gave you enough energy already. I'm I'm resetting. I'm going into my own autonomy. I'm, I'm resetting here, maybe rebooting. So we will intuit that because it will be less and less of our programming. It will be less relating through programming and defense modules or models, modules and models, you know, you know, systems of defense and protection. So it will be less and less layering. They said this, they did this, now I have to do this, now I have to do that, you know, or, or you know, uh, capitulation. You know, there's going to be less and less of these so, you know, it's kind of more real and raw. Uh, let's see. For me, it's to think and feel into the past, the polarity, a fun practice when we catch it. Yes, I agree. That's where the life-enhancing lives comes in. It's both, that and the intuition. It's both the intuition and that. Because we still have to bring in the human experience of it all, Right? That's still a big part of what we need to experience and express. Okay, I'm going to try. Supposedly, our guest has tried to call in, but we have a lot of call, a lot of people listening, so I may not be seeing. May not be seeing this. Let's see. We just love. I love our connecting. Let's see what's happening here. Okay, great. So it is time for the second half of the program, and we do have our awakening dialogue today. We have Dr. Siri with us. Find out more information by going to SiriSatnam.com, S-I-R-I-S-A-T-N-A-M, for more information as well as um, to check out the book, The Pocket Guru. All right, let's welcome to the program Dr. Siri. Good afternoon. Hello. Welcome. 
Dr. Hello. Kelly. Good to connect with you. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> made it, made it. <laughs> we did oh, it. We did gosh. it. You're in Arizona. We did it. And I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, you're in there. Oh, okay. So perfect. So let's dive in a little bit. You, um, which is amazing, you were initially recognized by and uh, connected with and worked with Yogi Bhajan, uh, the master yes. of Kundalini Yoga. Uh, which appointed you as the first director of teacher training in the 1980s. That is so amazing. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You've been doing this. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Good, good foundation in that, for sure. Yes, correct. Um, and, right. And I also want to let people know that, um, let's see, your book comes out May, well, it's out now, right? Is the book out, The Pocket it's Guru? It's out. Yes, it is out, yes. Yes. It's in Barnes so and Nobles and everywhere. Oh, good. Okay. I love the name too, the Pocket Guru. Now, if you could share a little bit about your path and your awakening to your your spirituality and and, and how your spirituality grew or expanded and how that affected your practice, as well as what because I know you also um, licensed marriage and family therapist, so I'm taking it that you integrate your spiritual knowledge and principles into your practice as well. Is that, yes. is that true? Okay. Correct. Well, uh, what immediately comes to my mind is that no one comes to the spiritual path just like, oh, I'm going to go find God. No, we all (laughs) crawling on our knees, lost like, you know, no one can get me out of this hell. So, indeed, I was no different. Um, it was in 1974, and I was into nothing spiritual. And in a matter of a few months, the job I had, I was teaching public school at age 21, 22. And, uh, wow. and I got dismissed for teaching public school. I thought the contract ended. I had my motorbike, which was chained to a tree. It was stolen. My new 19-whatever car that I had, I couldn't pay the bill, so it was repossessed. I had thousands of dollars in the bank. I went to go draw it out. On the way home, I was pigeon dropped. My money was taken. I got to my apartment and a chain was on the door, and I had been evicted. And all of that happened in a matter of months, a few months, a month or so. And um, I, I saw I couldn't get my clothes or my, all of my technological equipment or nothing. Everything I owned was in there, and I didn't have any money to pay the people anyway, so I just, like, surrendered. And I literally remember mm. standing in front of my apartment going, why am I not dead? Because at that particular wow. moment, everything that was alive was stuff, you know, clothes, people, mm-hmm. technology, you know, food, you know, just, just stuff, materialism. Mm-hmm. And... And then I realized in that moment I was breathing. And I said, I want to do yoga. Now, at that particular time, 
you couldn't look huh. in the phone book and find yoga. We're talking about 1974. No. You could not find yeah. yoga. Yeah. At that particular time, there were literally, I think, three master yogis that had come from the East. That's Yogi Bhajan, the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, and the Hare Krishna uh, master. Those were the only mm. masters from the East at that time, as, I, as far as I know, that were in America that eventually started huge followings. And so I put the call out, and eventually my teacher came to me. Uh, one of his student teachers was the one that I started studying with, and eventually she took me to the master's. So I literally crawled on my knees looking for the divine. Mm. <laughs> I, mm, I my God. And uh, consequently, ever since that, when I started doing yoga way back in 1974, I haven't missed a day since the where I start my day every day with my spiritual practice. It literally used to be two and a half hours a day, starting 3:45, going to you know six, six o'clock, six in the evening, six in the morning, and uh, now I'm struggling to get up at five. <laughs> I still make it. <laughs> Doctor Sir, I was gonna ask you, how has your practice changed? <laughs> well, it yeah. it I don't do as much yoga anymore. I still have a steady practice. I do a little bit of yoga in the morning. I've been doing the same meditation I guess for I don't know how many years. And I mm-hmm. still I used to be a Sikh. That's why my name is Sirius Atnam Singh, and I still do oh. several of the. I still do several of the Sikh prayers every day. So, and you know when I'm around the house cleaning or straightening up, I'm. I have my spiritual tapes on when I'm in the car driving in Los Angeles. I have my spiritual tapes on, so I mm. am consciously in a relationship with the divine. Uh, all day, I see the presence of the divine in anything and everything that happens to me. Tragedy mm. and success alike. Yeah, tragedy. Yeah, it's it's all it's. I love that you said this. It's all the same, and I think there's perhaps a. It's always been there, but perhaps more of a an awareness and a movement to see that and live from that place more. That. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all the divine. It's all. Um... Mm-hmm. Now you have the music. Do you do uh, mantra, mantra meditation? Or is it more? Uh, what is your? Pra- I'm curious, just about your practice, because you've been doing it so long. And is do you change it up? Is there certain music or mantra what? or certain things that rem- keep you in that alignment? Well, I've learned, like uh, Yogi Bhajan, I, he is really at the, his teachings are at the root of my consciousness. Okay. And uh, he was about creating teachers, not students. And um, ah. so, yes, yeah, so consequently, I've learned thousands, I mean literally thousands or hundreds, I'll say hundreds, of meditations mm-hmm. and mantras. Mm. But the deal is, you just have to master one or two. 
You don't have to master all of those teachings. It's like, so I have picked a meditation that I do daily that cleanses my subconscious mind, that consequently enhances my intuition, brings clarity of mind. Um, (laughs) And uh, I think the master was successful. He made a teacher. I'm a teacher, so I've... I, I learned all of that to help others, but for myself, my practice is very consistent. And sometimes I get a little bored, and I'll add something new or do something different. But um, okay. I'm consistent. I'm disciplined. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you may add something, but whatever, whatever. It sounds like whatever you're doing is wor- it 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 works. You know, it's, it's baby. Can we talk? Works yes, for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want the spiritual key because you know it's not always easy, and that you have stuck with a practice for this long is quite amazing. Well, you know, I honestly love God. I really do, mm-hmm. and I think people that leave the spiritual path, if it's not in your heart, you won't stay. God is in my heart. God is not just in my head. There are a lot of people that do this stuff because it's a trend. Oh, I'm going to go do yoga. Oh, I'm going to go whatever, whatever. It's in their head. It's not in their heart. Yeah. Oh, I love what you're saying. Ah, gosh. Yeah, you'll love this. Years ago, I spent some time with a client in New Mexico, and I didn't come out of the room for quite a while, my, my guest room, and then I came out. Oh, no, they had to come in to get something, and I was meditating, and I had uh, just gotten up, and I was doing some yoga, and she, oh, and I did my I Ching, because I do regular, some kind of, you know, spiritual insight or reading, and she said, oh, you really do do this, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I said, yes. I go, yeah, every day and at night and sometimes more than once a day. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm, thank you for saying that. It, it, it is. It's a kind of a thirst or something. I don't know, like a thirst or being drawn to it. Um, mm-hmm. Let it's me ask a, you this, a, Dr. Could, it's Go ahead. Go ahead. No, ask me. Well, ahead. I was going to say, can it be, can it be, because some people have it naturally. Is it something that can be developed Kind of that taste or thirst. It's very interesting. I like I. It's uh. I think at the beginning at the end of the day, this is we're all to come into relationship with the oneness of being ourselves, and however mm-hmm. people do that, so be it. I have clients mm-hmm. that come in that I can tell from them that some scholars, some scholars of what you come into the lifetime with. For example, mm, uh, okay, yeah, Prince Louis. Here he is, born a prince. You know, Prince Charles. Right. You know, right. Those are some scholars. You know, they come into the lifetime mm. with that destiny, and yeah. some people come in. Like there was one gentleman, I learned numerology from uh, Yogi Bhajan. And there was sometimes I'll do numerology with my clients when I get when I get a little like oh. who are they I don't know what's going on I mean it's not clinical it's not right. part of the licensed right. marriage family therapy you know protocol but 
you know, I know what I know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, right. Anyway, I love so, that. I love that. And this gentleman wasn't a client. He was someone that I was just a friend or someone I was working with. I don't know how I came into contact with him. But anyway, so I said, oh, you're a very interesting gentleman. Let me do your numbers. And he was like 23, 24, something like that. And I did his numbers. I went, oh, my God. I said, you're like a Buddha. You're like a, a Jesus, a Muhammad. Oh, said, wow. When you came out of the womb, ripples be bowing at your feet. I said, these numbers are for things are just high spiritual numbers. I said, how old are you? He said, 23. I said, you have no time with these numbers. You're way overdue. <laughs> oh, yes, I have time. He was dead in three months. Oh, oh, amazing. Oh, my gosh. He was dead in three months out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. So what do you attribute that to? What do you attribute that to? Well, that's the samskaras. That's the destiny. You know, he came in. The destiny. Oh, okay. He came in as a very evolved high being playing crazy. Right, okay. So took him off the planet. We put you here because oh. you evolved and you elevated, and you're sitting here doing drugs and running around here acting crazy. Oh, no. Mm. You got to start all over. Right. You know? Oh, that's so, interesting. So I think wow. either you have the, you know, like I think God is always knocking on our door and giving us, you know, sort of nudgings and communication and Either you follow the destiny or you fall to the fate. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. That's powerful. Boy, people. Oh my God. That just. Wow. The fall to the. That is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that is I mean, like for example, you know, I could try sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Nothing's wrong with sex, by no means. But I'm talking about like mm-hmm. drugs. I'm just saying it as a metaphor. It. It, that's not going to be the way that I find coming to complete wholeness with myself. I mm-hmm. am a spiritual teacher, and that is the the calling. That is the calling, and I have answered the call, and I serve God, and God serves me, and then I serve others. Mm-hmm. It's a life of service. Wow. Yeah, and so powerful. That you got that and understand that. That's one of the things I think, and and maybe you could shed some light on this because a lot of times people, like you said, the you know serve the calling or the fate or, or you incur the fate. But how for people to know this? And I get this question a lot. Well, you know, people flippantly, you know, everything's God or or it doesn't matter, you know, what I do or you know I'll get there in the end or. But there are these choices. There are being on path. There are being, you know, in alignment or on path. How do people know, you know, or they're, they're getting this calling? How do you know kind of in a way if you're falling off of it, out of it or off of it? Well, it's like I think, number one, you must not lose, you know, when, like I said, when the teacher appears, you, you know, you'll be, you know, hopefully you'll be ready. But it's like, how do we know anything? You know, it's like, I know, like a lot of people know through their intuition. Some people know through their heart. Some people are like knocked against the wall and go, well, I know that's not what to do. I, I know what I don't know what I should do, but it ain't that. You know, 
So mm-hmm. it's like some people research, you know, some people read, you know. So your best way of coming into a knowing is the path that you pursue. How do you know? When something okay. like, when I, like, for example, I had a friend the other day, and uh, she just started meditating, and um, and in the meditation she said, she said, Siri, I said, what? She said, the meditation said, get ready. I said, darling, then get ready. And then one mm-hmm. week later, after she got that message, she got a television series. Wow. It wow. was telling her to get ready. So, you know, everyone has to know their way of knowing, you know. Now, is that something you can help people with? No, I love this because I I feel this is so profound. I've never quite heard it like this. Defining your own way, you know, in a way being that guru within, you know, but you have to find what's the way for you. What's the way for you? Is this something that you can and do help people with? I think what I'm getting at is, you know, I think everyone is, the universe is based upon truth. Everything that's happening is real. You know, like if if someone comes and, you know, whatever, you know, says that you're there, whatever is happening is really happening in that moment. <laughs> and I think what I'm getting at is that what you have to obey I think we all are getting mm. these nudgings of truth. It may come from the mouths of a babe. It may come through, how, you know, like someone, a client was telling me today, said he asked God for some direction and he turned the corner and a lady walked around the corner with a T-shirt on with the very image that he needed, <laughs> you know, that he was asking for. So it's like, but yet once you get the message, you have to obey it. It's not just getting it. People don't follow it. You have to surrender to the truth. It's one thing hearing it and knowing it, but are you obeying it and living it? Does that make sense to you? Are you there? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what happened? Okay, yeah, yeah. sometimes it, I don't know what the mic. Um, so, yeah, sometimes I hear people saying, oh, I've been, I've been getting that message or I've been getting that confirmation. But what you're saying is you've got to get the message, but you have to follow. You have to follow through on uh-huh. it. That's right. That's hmm. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You don't, yeah, you don't have to follow it. You know, people are. Like, for example, it's like someone, say, who's addicted to drugs or something like that. I know they're in pain. But mm-hmm. how many times have they been told the truth or the way yeah. to go, but they don't follow it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. They don't the do message it. is there. Yeah. Boy, that's... So they stay stuck. Or somebody yeah. you know, comes choice. and says, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a humility you know, I think that's, that's the, you know, a humility to know that you don't know everything and and that, you know, the universe, that this is a living universe. God is alive. 
and he, she, whatever you want to call it, is always communicating to us. If you but pay mm-hmm. attention and mm-hmm. and 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 process it correctly. Mm. Oh, love that. Now, how is this living? How would you term this li- living more consciously? What you're talking about, and perhaps even in your, I want to touch on your book as well. But is it? You, you talk about living in consciousness. What is that? And having mm-hmm. prosperity or well-being. Maybe let's start with the term for our listeners. What, in your mind, is that? Yes, that's a. When it boils down to everything, I think it really is about consciousness. Your consciousness, your awareness. Like, for example, Yogi Bhajan called. You know, like in doing the yoga, it wasn't going to solve our problems. What it was going to do was raise our consciousness, elevate our awareness, so we can process mm-hmm. life correctly and prosper. And so that's why we do the spiritual work. That's why we go to therapy. That's why we do the, the you know, do the, the, the conscious spiritual readings. Why we commune with nature so we can raise our consciousness and process it correctly and keep getting to the oneness of self. Because at the end of the day, mm. we're limited, we're unlimited. So how can I come into relationship with my higher consciousness? I got to do the work. I got to relate to higher right. consciousness. I got to do the work to raise my consciousness, to make it high. Right. So let me ask you, it, it reminds me of, I believe it was Carl Jung, it's been attributed to mm-hmm. him and also Einstein mm-hmm. that says that we can't solve a problem from the same consciousness from which it was created. When you, what you're sharing with me, it's reminding me of that in the way that it sounds like in re- healing and raising our consciousness or expanding in consciousness. Mm-hmm. What, is mm-hmm. that similar? What the mindset changes so that we can handle, because we expand in a sense out of it to be able to handle so it, mm-hmm. well, part of what I'm hearing you say, if we stay in that same level, we don't raise our mm-hmm. consciousness, we're not going to be able to really handle, we can't do it. Is we that can't right? get through it. We can't get through it. Mm-hmm. For example, I, uh, I, you know, I got my house in that slipping season. So I, you know, I got a bad deal like all the rest of the people. <laughs> right. <laughs> for, for, for anyone. <laughs> I know people that did too. So yes. <laughs> so, but bless. So, but the good news is, I was able to keep my house. And so, what the reason that people lost their houses who got into that bad deal was because you know the the mortgage ballooned in five years. Mm-hmm. And what what people eventually because it, it was a, not a fixed rate. And right. so my mortgage was getting ready to be $6,000 a month, of which I could Ooh. not afford $6,000 a month. Okay. So I had applied for a loan modification, modification for years. I had applied about three times, denied, denied, denied. Mm. And I had like a month. And I just surrendered. I literally surrendered. I said, well, God, if you 
want me to lose my house and that is what I need to evolve to a higher consciousness, so be it. And I sat on my porch and the moment I mean five seconds after I sat down and went into meditative posture, the words came, call Plenty. And I oh, called, okay. I had, this was a lady that I had worked with at an agency, and there were like 100 employees, and she was the only friend there that I made out of that whole agency that I kept contact with outside of work. And I called oh. her. I said, Clemmy, did you get a loan modification? She said, yeah. I said, do you think your people could help me? She says, I don't know, Siri. Here's the number. And I called the people, and they got my loan modification. I kept my house. So what I'm getting at is that Mm -hmm. I could have interpreted that as, oh, God is just terrible, and I'm going to be homeless. But it brought me into a deeper relationship with the divine. It was a moment for me Mm -hmm. to surrender. I learned surrender in that moment, that surrender is it. So it's like we have to be open to, you know, and process correctly, what does this moment mean? How is God present in this moment? Mm. So that's what people are saying a lot of times, or the the teaching that – when something happens, you know, limiting or what we term "quote unquote" bad, it's like there, there is that you can. It's it's the opportunity to have a better connection or deeper connection with the divine, yes. with God, with all that is. Yes. So you yes. went into so that instead of thinking deep. something bad is happening to me, or like, okay, you you went deeper. It sounds like you went deeper into the connection, into the, the divine. I've come to understand that the D of God is for destruction. So whenever destruction or things are happening around me, tragedy, I surrender because I know from that D is going to come G, regeneration, rebirth, a new face, a new something. Mm. I surrender. I see see God more present, as present in in destruction as I do in moments of prosperity. Wow. That is amazing. But very powerful. I mean, even with the example that you shared with us, that I'm sure that's going to help so many people. That's so powerful because the the thing usually people do is recoil or pull away, like, oh, I guess it's not meant to be or my bad luck. But you went mm-hmm. in there more. And what did you say? You said you have to look and see what does this mean? Something that to God that, is that always present in the moment. Mm-hmm. God is always present in the moment. You know, so like that moment of destruction losing my house is not going to be a pretty picture and because yeah. uh, i don't have i don't have a mommy a daddy <laughs> yeah exactly. i asked my yeah. mother before yeah i asked my mother one day before she died i said mother do i have a trust fund she says no i says mother i want to ask you again <laughs> your trust fund is god <laughs> that's your trust <laughs> You have the divine, the infinite, the deep pocket. 
brother, I would ask you once again, brother, do I have a trust fund? <laughs> no, you do not have a trust fund. <laughs> Love is not the highest consciousness. We think, oh, love, 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 love. Love is not the highest consciousness. Trust is higher than love. See, I can love you, but I don't have to trust you. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Woo. Oh, my God, Dr. Siri. Got to have you back for more. You've just dropped some gems on us, baby, some <laughs> gems. <laughs> Tamara in the chat is saying, thank you, Dr. Siri. Great sharing and energy today. Blessings. Have a great afternoon. I will with this. I love this. Well, you answered that question for me. As long as even I've been on the path and where I'm at, I didn't quite get that surrender when things are you're getting closer. I felt it, but I didn't get it consciously, like, you know, cognitively that you're actually getting closer to God, closer to the divine. You're surrendering into that. So that part is taking over, navigating. It's a closer relationship. That makes it, you know, heck, that makes yeah. it much easier, much more beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, okay. It means it's time to move on. Like, you know, here I am. I've worked in agencies where I have been deemed by the clients as well as the staff, the the, the most, the, the best therapist, the, the one who had the most clients, all that kind of stuff. But I have been fired from agencies, not because I did anything mm. illegal or unethical, but right. they, you know, moved me on. Well, I'm thankful. I'm now yeah. completely independent. I now had a show called The Therapist. Do I need them anymore? No. <laughs> no. No, I, was I moved love it. on through that moment of destruction. Do you see how I've always, we are always on our path. We just, sometimes it doesn't feel like the destruction mm-hmm. is part of our path. It's part of our path. Mm. If you can see God oh. in the moment. Uh, that's right. Thank you for that wisdom. That is, yeah, that makes sense. So makes sense. So, Dr. Siri, you have an open invite to come back. I just love what you were sharing. I've learned so much, and I know our listeners have as well. And, of course, um, your book is The Pocket Guru, which is out now, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, uh, online. People can get it. And let me ask you, is the best website for people to connect with you, sirisatnam.com? Yes, yes. Okay, Or they can email me at Siri at sirisatnam.com. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for sharing your wisdom and insight and just your uh, beautiful energy. It just, uh, I love, uh, I, I've learned some things today. I like this. This is great uh, for me uh, as uh, well. Well, that's thank very you. flattering and humbling. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. All right, take okay. good care, and uh, hopefully we'll be back in touch. Much peace. Sure. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.
All right. So we had some amazing gems dropped on us today by Dr. Siri. Uh, if you want to find out more information, you can go to sirisatnam.com, S-I-R-I-S-A-T-N-A-M.com. And uh, his recent book is The Pocket Guru, uh, available where books are sold. All right, everyone, this has been such an amazing time. I'm just so thankful for all of you. And thank you for all of you that emailed questions in, those of you that called in, those of you that were in the chat, grounding the energy. Um, You can connect further with me on my YouTube channel. Uh, Either go to, you can just Google Michelle Mache or Awakenings with Michelle Mache or Soul Insights on YouTube. Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. You can connect further on Insta, Twitter, and of course, Facebook. I'm on lot on Insta and Facebook. So I think I, I did a reading for the day as well. But as always, I love connecting with all of you, and I love what you bring to this program and this community. I feel so humbled and blessed to know all of you. Um, And even those that I may not know exactly in person and physically, I feel you and I feel our connection. So I'll see you next weekend. And, of course, until then, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.